1: This is Jen and Julian and you're listening to X Appeal episode 33.
0: Yay. So, all right, last episode we brought on Amber. Yeah. Um who is lesbian YouTube personality. She's an activist and an advocate yeah. uh for the LGBTQIA+. plus mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I think I got yeah. it all. In there. Um good. so now I think I I think it's time to explore the gay community. Yeah. Um, and i mean what better way to do that than to bring on my gay best friend
1: <laughs> i mean that's a great idea that was yeah, a great cool. that was a great pitch from you and um
0: right sure um about- no but i th- th- the reason i thought of him is because he is i guess super um reflective of his relationship that he, this eight year relationship that he's had with his boyfriend jacob and we talk about I mean, I listen, I, I, he came out when we were in college.
1: Mm-hmm. So and, late.
0: Yeah. And I, I still, to this day, remember the, the moment he did it and I was just so relieved for him. I had already known, of course, but, but I was so relieved that he felt comfortable enough to finally be who he genuinely always has been. Yeah. Um, and I've just been super proud of him. And I'm super proud of the relationship that he's built and the life that he's built with his boyfriend. They just got a house together. Um, I think they're going to get married pretty soon.
1: I but think, you were saying, uh, if my understanding, they're somewhat open as well.
0: Yeah, that's one yeah. thing about the relationship. So, so I know. I mean, they're they're visiting here in in LA, and if COVID didn't exist, um, this would be the chance for them to like go out. Mm-hmm. Um, at night in West Hollywood, go that to the open They can go out at night. Yeah, but they're but listen, they're they're being responsible. They're trying to be responsible and not not get sick. Mm-hmm. So um, but if this this were any other circumstance, yeah, they would like bring home a third or a fourth person to go and, and have fun with for the night. So and and I always was curious about this because you know, like when Matt visited uh me last time, which was maybe a few weeks ago it was just him and I said what's Jake up to this weekend and he said oh yeah he's hanging out with this guy and I just thought how mm-hmm. like, it, how are you not on a plane home as we speak yeah <laughs> you know how can you keep that contained like how can you keep that jealousy at bay so yeah. I'm really curious it's, for it's- them to kind of break down how they've come to that understanding and and, and being okay with all that
1: I know. Look, it's, I hate this. I mean, I love, and I hate this topic because man, like as I get, like as I see all these couples failing and and the history of my family and stuff, it makes generally makes me question this whole like one love for the rest of your life type of thing. But then when I think about the idea of my partner going on the weekend with somebody else, I don't want it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm I'm like, so what, what the fuck are we supposed to do?
0: I mean, also, you're getting old, Julian, so it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's not okay. like, you your, it's not okay. like you your current girlfriend for since you were, like, 15 years old, and you're growing up together, and all of a sudden, your lives are, like, so dramatically different from how they were, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. like, you're older now, so I feel like you're in a position where okay. you know I'm what down. you want, you know what works for you, and what doesn't.
1: No, for sure. No, Absolutely but I just feel like we live in a confusing time. Yeah. I feel like we live in a time right now where the past way of doing relationships are getting broken down right now and everybody's trying to figure out, we're like in this experimental phase of relationship and this is where we're at and none of us like, you still have a ton of people doing for the, I I keep saying traditional, but like the, the traditional way of doing a couple and then you have this whole side of of people that are also doing their own thing right and then they're figuring out if it works for them but what works for them doesn't work for these people yep. so i oh. almost feel like it was easier back then when you had one way to do it and that's just how you do it you know
0: that's why i think it's best to talk to like everyday people who have managed to figure it out
1: oh my god yeah it's so informative and so informative.
0: being together for eight years yeah. like, that's longer than a lot of marriages that i've seen yeah yeah longer than my marriage
1: (laughs) i know but like do you do you what's your take on this you like because i know you and i both don't i mean i know i have a hard time thinking of an open relationship Mm -hmm. you know at least not now i don't know i can't say how it would feel 15 years down the line with the same partner and maybe 15 years out, i'll feel different i have no idea but like what's your take on on relationships right now because you're in you're in right now you have a kid with jared and i'm assuming yeah, I'm you, you will eventually somewhat think about marriage so you're going to right. that traditional traditional relationship style your previous one didn't work so what is making you doing it again apart from having another uh a different partner and do you ever question it? do we have a question like ah there's some mistakes that have been made how can i change this
0: of course, I question. You know the the concept of of marriage. Um, how could you not when you've seen so many marriages fail? I mean, sure. I, you know, bringing uh, my 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 parents, my parents' f- friends, or or my friends' parents into the equation, um, and, and seeing long term marriages like that, and knowing what has gone on behind the scenes. Uh, I yeah, I of course, of course, you question. You know, are we meant to be with one person our whole lives? And maybe not. Um, all I know is right now, I'm, let's face it, almost forty years old. I'll be thirty eight in February.
1: Now that's and, old.
0: I know. All right. So, <laughs> and I <laughs> shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> so I, I just think that right now I'm happy as is. Yeah. I would be happy being married. Um, I think for me, it's about the person and less about the concept of. Of marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is just me. Uh, I know that Jared's so different from everybody that I've been with uh, prior to him, every committed relationship that I've been in, uh, to the point where, yes, a, a, a thousand percent, I'm, I'm open to, to getting married again. Yeah. Um, if I even saw light shades of, of somebody who I, of the person that I got married to when I was 24 years old, there's no way I would, I would consider it. Yeah. Uh, it's all about the person for me.
1: And I think you said something you, you said right now, I'm happy. So I think that mm-hmm. it seems like a, one of the key elements is to focus on the now and not pressure yourself about what's going to be like, yeah. oh, my God, how are we going to do it in three years? You know, it's like, does it feel right right now? Do it. And then we, we, we figure it out as we move. Mm-hmm. You know? But that That's- also, but having that, I mean, for you, it's different because you have a kid. But I feel like you can't really have that speech with your partner because if saying, well, it works for right now, it seems like you're not, it seems like there's no commitment. right? No, so and and people that. want commitment. In
0: the beginning, before we, when I knew that I was pregnant, um, before we moved in together, I, I told him straight up, I said, this does not mean that we're going to, like, in other words, I don't want you to, to look at the baby as, okay, now we have to get married.
1: Yeah. I'm saying we have to be together. Like that's it. We're locked in.
0: Yeah, I don't want you to be here and feel like you have to be here for any reason, for any obligation. I want you to be here because you want to be here, and and vice versa. Um, nothing, nothing in this world is guaranteed. Nothing in life is guaranteed. If you have a kid, if you if you've been together for many many years, there's still no guarantee that you're gonna wind up together or be together for the long term. You know, so I think that the less restrictions and less labels we put on things, the better. Um, it makes people feel better inside the relationship, it makes them feel more secure, I think.
1: And freer, well, too, I and, think. I think there's a yeah. sense of losing your freedom.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, but for me, I, I can spend the rest of my life with Jared and be perfectly happy. Uh, and that's you know, a good feeling, you
1: know. How do you justify that speech of saying, well, you know, I don't want you to feel like just because we have a baby together, we're going to stay together mm-hmm. and then think about marrying him? Because technically that's the promise you make each other. So all that speech is now gone. Once you get married, it's like, okay, well, now you have to stay. That, yeah. that goes against it. Huh? No, you don't, have to, you don't one, have to stay. Why get married then?
0: Uh, you know, I think that, I think that's, that's something that, that you and I have kind of circled back on many podcasts, you know, prior yeah. to this about what that means, uh, what the, what the concept of marriage really means. Because yeah, I mean, in theory, like that means it's forever and you work it out and you fight sure. to work it out no matter what.
1: I, right? I understand the marriage. I understand the concept of marriage saying, Hey, this is now this is for real. And there's no backing out, right? But I Valence. don't understand the concept of marriage while still saying, oh, well, you know, you, you, you can be here if you want to. Well, to so me, that's
0: it makes- made So the idea of you, you're getting married so you have to be together forever, that, to me, is an extremely toxic way of thinking because think about all the things that can go wrong in a relationship. And the idea of you staying together and working through things that are unworkable, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what... Like I was not allowed, I would, I was not about to allow myself to get cheated on over and over and over again and waste my entire life trying to have an exclusive relationship with somebody who, who I knew it was never going to work out with. So why waste your life? You only do this once. So that's, I guess that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from is, yeah, marriage is nice. It's, it's, I mean, it's nice to share the same last name. I, I I want someday to all for all of us, me, Ethan and Jared to have the same last name. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, for me, I, I guess it's just more about the person than the label. Mm. But
1: yeah, I'm still struggling with that with that concept and of but you, uh, don't, you, can, you
0: don't have to you don't have to box yourself into any kind of label with with anybody you you are in- no I
1: know I'm I just know. trying to understand it I'm just trying to wrap yeah. I don't mean that that's for me I'm just trying to understand the what you're saying about you know you told Jared that you didn't have to he didn't have to stay if he didn't want to but then you guys are thinking about marriage, which to me is the, con- the direct opposite of that state of mind. Uh, as much as, yeah, I mean, we can get married and if it doesn't work out, we can get divorced. But so then if to me, marriage has always been seen as this promise that we're staying together no matter what. But if you get well, married with that feeling of saying, well, if, if, if you don't want to be here, you can leave. Then why get married? That's my whole that's the, that's where I'm struggling with, you know.
0: I mean, I mean to me right now because we do have a kid together. It's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go through bumps in the road, but for for Ethan, if it's a big bump, <laughs> then you really have to work to figure out that big bump and how to get over it.
1: I um, feel like I would still try to figure it out for the kid's sake, whether I'm married or not.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know? So again, again, well, you know, to me, uh, it's it always comes back whether to you're
0: married or not. Yes, yeah, so you try to figure it out. Exactly. We're gonna try to figure yeah. out. Ever yeah. At my well,
1: yeah, unless you're telling me like, hey, you know, you could stay in this relationship where you can leave if you never feel unhappy. But like we have a kid, we have to work together. And you say the only reason we're getting married is like tax purposes and, and, and all that business side of it. Sure, I understand it, but that's not very romantic. Like, no, it's, it's not. Like, hey, let's get married. and file a toxic together. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? A business transaction? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's see how they do it. Yeah. and And how that works out.
0: So, in in a move that I know I'm going to regret, let's welcome in Matt <laughs> and Jake. Hey, hey, hi, Jen. Hi, Julian.
1: Hi. Thank you hi, for Jen. having us on. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, thanks. thanks for coming on.
0: <laughs> yeah. You so, how's me, your- you
1: you you know Jen from high school? Oh. I've known Jen since what? We were Middle 12 school. years old.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, we we both know where the bodies are buried
1: with yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder, was she kind of nerdy or was she cool? Oh, god, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I
0: just drinking, by the way. <laughs>
3: um, uh, <laughs> I, I actually I have had two mimosas <laughs> this morning.
0: Two manmosas? Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, Jen was nerdy, but she like didn't realize how attractive she was back
0: then no scratch that i was not attractive
3: okay like
0: i had had, like you you had you
3: you had one of those like swan moments like duckling into swan is that
1: what it is
0: yeah the ugly duckling duckling
3: into a swan like from your elvis era to
1: oh elvis era that's interesting yes
0: oh no so the elvis era was (laughs) decided to give me an asexual haircut uh, when I
2: was,
0: <laughs> I was probably in grade school, and that really didn't stop until I was well into middle school. Um, and everybody called me Elvis whenever I was growing up mm-hmm. because they gave me an Elvis-esque haircut because they said it was easier. My hair was super thick; they didn't want to have to put up with it, so they just chopped it off.
1: See, I don't know if it's a. Uh, I think it's kind of a diss. To call a girl Elvis. It seems like it's more of a dislike it's like a a, kind of like an insult without being really an insult. It's like a gentle insult to you. Basically. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Because Elvis was a very talented musician.
3: Yeah.
0: It's not flattering to call (laughs) It's not
3: flatter it's not flattering to be six years old and called Elvis as a little girl. Yeah, Yeah, I could
0: see that. I leaned into it. I just I started doing Elvis impersonation.
1: Oh (laughs) no. Do you care to do one right now? Thank
0: you. No? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to tell you a little bit about well actually why am i telling you about yourselves why don't you tell julian about yourselves
3: oh god um so we're introduced to this podcast because of jen because i've known her since we were 12 years old and we have been together eight years eight years eight years on New year's
1: eight Eve. years yeah i yeah, from my understanding so. is you guys have uh, a, like a, a solid relationship, but you're also somewhat open, right? So that's I think what the angle Correct. is about our Correct. our podcast that fits the whole narrative. Yeah. Yes. So right. how, how
2: does that work? You know, I think in any kind of any kind of relationship, what you need is trust and you need honesty. I think mm. in an open relationship, you need that even more because we will have Relations with other people. And the rule for us specifically is that the other person either has to always know about it, A, mm-hmm. and B, they have to be invited. Yes. The other person can decline said invitation. However, the, the ask always has to be there. So okay. for us, I mean, it works. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of, and I will
3: add to that the word communication. I think it's just okay. really important that um, we're both open about our needs. And mm-hmm. if, one of us, I don't want to say isn't fulfilling them, but if something else is a little bit better at that, we're going to go for it. And I think we've done a really great job of being open with one another in that
1: regard. So when you mean you, you are always inviting the other, that means you always end up like a lot of times you end up in a three person situation or four
2: more Three, yeah. not four, necessarily five yeah
1: yeah well
2: it depends on six, depends no, on the day
1: that
3: that's <laughs> a, that's that's really just more work than it's worth
2: you gotta is please that, everybody it's, it's and yeah
0: participating at the same time when there's like a, a what is it like a six them is that what you call it like it's like a
2: we we actually just call it an orgy yeah i mean yeah. really once you go past four we just call it an orgy yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. and do you feel like it's easier, to, uh, like do you feel like it's easier to have this type of relationship, which is, I mean, I guess it's an open relationship. Do you think it's easier because you two are two guys? Yes, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Right. I, I remember when I was sixteen. I used to my first job. I was a salesperson. Uh, aside from school, I was a salesperson at Just G Star back in in Lyon, and the closest person that I would work with. Was gay. And uh, at the time, you know, I was just discovering what it was like like to be a heterosexual man and, and all that stuff. And he would always tell me about how it worked for him and how within the gay community, the, um, I want to say the rules were a little bit different. Absolutely. And I always find it fascinating.
3: Yeah, I, I think. Know, OK, I'm going to make a general assumption here. And I think Jen will probably concur with this is that most women feel that they need to have an emotional connection sexually and and not all, but most heterosexual women need some sort of emotional connection. And
0: part of that emotional. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, Part of that emotional connection is um, like some sort of exclusivity with your partner. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've, never been a heterosexual woman so i, I can't like speak <laughs> for you
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: well but, you know you want to at least have a good idea that the person who you're having sex with is not then the next day going and having sex with somebody yes. else i mean but i feel yes. like
1: it's changing yeah. And, yeah, I well, yeah. right now because let me tell you that i have a few friends that are with some girls and these girls are out and about and it's just like they come over at two, they get their thing done, they leave and they do not care. So I feel like there's a change happening.
0: But it's also like a little, uh, you know, uh, don't ask, don't tell. As far as women are concerned with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: don't, you know, when I was actively dating and and seeing other people, like, I don't know. I never asked them if if I was the only one that they yeah. were with. Um, the implication for me being if I'm not your girlfriend or if we're not exclusive if we didn't have that conversation then then the answer is no then then i am not the only person that you're sleeping with okay. so it's kind of an understood thing but you don't want to actually talk about it yeah <laughs> i don't want the nitty gritty I mean, okay.
1: we <laughs> we for for this point we'll we'll basically agree that women require a bit more of an emotional uh, connection
0: yeah yeah, yeah. whereas many, so, so yeah. As, as you were saying
1: yeah, I would say that
3: for us, and you can feel free to chime in here at any time, like any, any, like any physical relationship that we have with other men outside of our relationship don't necess- th- those relationships don't necessarily affect ours. Mm-hmm. We, I I, I just, I, I can't emphasize how important communication and trust is. And that wasn't like, like we didn't start being that way it just sort of evolved into that and we had a lot of conversations um we had a lot of what ifs yeah. and um was like what it's been like two or three years that
2: we've yeah I would say about two or three years kind of of the first time
3: been <clears throat> fairly open with this and and i I don't know it's not for every couple I mean like just like the just like the the podcast that you guys had uh I think the most recent podcast with yeah. Uh, the open That's couple, like like e- yes, every couple is different. So the rules, the rules are 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 very different for every couple.
0: But what yeah. made you decide to be open to start to be open? I would say,
2: um, really, for for me, my my biggest thing is that I am not vanilla in any way. Um, I call myself Rocky Road when it comes. Like, if you're oh. comparing it to ice cream, so okay. my tastes are very, very uh, eclectic. <laughs> we'll just say that, <laughs> okay. and that that could be a whole another topic um, for another day. Guess, but
0: that's something that Matt might not be
2: How much. Yeah, he's dabbled a little bit. We've done some things, but it's just not his so,
3: cup of tea. some of your interests are not necessarily my right. interests. Okay. And
2: it doesn't do it for him. Yeah. And that
3: I mean, that's fine. Like so, you you have some super dominant tendencies. I
0: do. Yeah.
2: And I'm not really like he's I not mean, really the submissive type. No. <laughs> I mean All Jen, right. you probably know that just no. as, as a I'm, person. He's not really no. the submissive type. Oh. <laughs>
0: No. And and then I I would imagine vice versa then for, for you, Matt.
3: Yeah. I mean, if like, not to sound like, not, not to sound lazy when I say this, but like there are some things that I just don't want to do. And if somebody else is willing to do that, like, bro, have at it. Like enjoy yourself.
0: Like there's no jealousy.
3: (sighs) No, no, really. Because, because like I said, like we, we've said, like we, Always have the option to to join or decline and sometimes sometimes we join each other in these and it is this isn't like an everyday thing like we're not we're not like actively soliciting yeah, yeah. other partners like every day but when when the situation arises like we go with it
1: and I think it just comes back to what you were saying that like men are like i've had while I was you know obviously dating i've had sex with no connection no emotional connection yes it was, oh, physical act. Yeah. It was yeah. just i'm getting what i need what i want and then i'm literally three seconds later i am thinking about my playstation i'm not even involved yeah. <laughs> right so so I, I i understand i it makes so much sense to me that in two guys in a relationship can have that like you said you have you we're so i feel like men are so able to have an emotional investment with one person. And that's the one thing they cherish and they'll work for it. And that's the one thing they won't go, you know, they won't like fuck up, but then they the actual sexual, the physical need is so detached that I, I could see how it makes more sense because you're two guys. So you technically work the same. Yes. Yeah. You know,
3: we're, we're wired in the same way like yeah. and 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 like if if you want to get like really deep into it you're not wired that much differently than we are no of course as far as like the needs and the emotional connections with one person
0: so we're, um, all, we're all thinking we're all it, are we all saying that men have a higher sex drive than women do no, in-
1: no i don't no. agree with that no, no.
0: separation of emotion and, and the physical
3: i i i think that that
1: I don't know. I would I say think they have more of a, a need for novelty, maybe.
3: Yes, yes, yes. You know? yes. Uh, or and, new. And I, yes, I, I, I think for us it's something different, which, which totally, totally ascribes to your theory that that novelty is important uh, with these liaisons, and um, there is something to be said for like a new partner. Like it's different. It's fun. Yeah, it's a new experience. It's a new experience, and, there's, you know, and
2: everybody's different. When you have sex with one person compared to another, to another, there's things I like about this person. There's things I like about this person. There's things I like about this other person. So it's it's kind of those things. Like maybe today I want this particular type of sex. Then the next day I want this particular type of sex, or whatever. Yeah. It's fulfilling that need um, every time you have it. And like you were saying, that novelty, that kind of feeling of like, this is new, this is exciting, this is different,
0: this is very nice. And give each other because you've been together for eight years. Well,
1: yeah, but the counter arguments to novelty within the same couple is like you could still have novelty and with that partner, experience new things (laughs) you've never done before. But it seems like for some reason, it doesn't hit the same. It's still exciting to try new things, but there's there's still this thing of just... In person
2: well and I, I think with you know with with that in particular you know when you're talking about having new things and new ideas with new with the same person again it goes back to that question is the other person okay with that because like i said when i have needs of the domination and he does not want to be submissive to me then i'm not going to get that from him even though we've tried it mm-hmm. He, he's okay it's with it. It's just not it. my thing. It's just not his thing. So, I mean, we've tried different positions. We've tried different types of sex. It's always good. Um, but, again, you just always, sometimes you just need something else in that so department.
0: So there's no... Have, you, have either of you ever gotten the feels for anybody else during some of these encounters? I mean, I think
2: in, for me... And this is just me speaking about this. I I have to have at least some small emotional connection when I have sex. There has to be something there for me to do it. I'm not really the type to be like a pump and dump when you're, I mean, it's just not for me. And I mean, I've done that before, but it's just not me. So, and when you're a, when you're a dom, you have to somewhat care for your sub to a certain extent. So you mm-hmm. have to have at least some kind of small emotional connection. Now, I have the ability to shut off all emotions when I'm having sex or pretty much doing anything for that matter. So I have yet to have that, Jen, as you're saying, that deeper emotional connection with somebody in that particular instance, unless it's him. Mm -hmm.
0: So wait, so Jake, you just used that, you just used two terms that are in that worlds, like the dom and the sub. Mm -hmm. So you go and find other partners. Are you picking from that world? Like, are you a part of that? that Not always. always. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's totally a network. Um, Mm -hmm. They're, they're all over the place. Um, I would say it depends. When I'm looking for that in particular, then yes, that's what I'm gonna look for. I will go to those particular avenues or go through those particular avenues to find them. When that's not what I'm looking for, then I won't. It just depends. I typically would say, yes, I would because I do like that dominant submissive um, type thing when we're talking sexually.
1: So, and how do you, so two questions, do you usually assume a position forever and you're dumb and that's it? Or is it sometimes more fluid where sometimes you're dumb, sometimes you're submissive. And also how do you know the person you're talking to is what you need? In a sense of like, well, how do you know you're both dom- dominant? Apart from the that, apps.
2: That, that's, that's, a, that's a really hard question. Um, to your mm. first question, there is a wide spectrum of people. So there are mm-hmm. strictly DOM, strictly top. I mean, and there's so many different terminologies when, we, when we're talking about this. But there are strictly DOMs, there are strictly submissive, and then there's versatile, or what we call switch, um, switch positions, yeah. where you are one or the other. depends on who you're with. Me, I am... I would say, and I've taken like, they have like tests for these things. i um, specifically a BDSM test. Um, when I, when I've taken that test, I am 100% dominant. Like that okay. when I am, when we're talking sexually, 100% dominant. I'm also 100% top. So when we're having a conversation with somebody and I am very, and I'm very candid with these people, I'm like, this is how it is. This is what I like. This is what, these are my um, limits. I don't have very many limits. Um, and so when I, I had just some very upfront honest with people and people are nine times out of 10 are very receptive. You will have some times where you will have very um, dominant alpha males in that role who think they're going to turn you into a submissive. And um, I'm just like, stop right there, bro. It's not gonna happen. Uh, so it's never gonna happen. So, yeah. and then then you have others who are so submissive that they, I mean, I've seen it where people are like, they want you to tell them to do things like throughout the day, like you control their life. And I'm like, that's a little too yeah. much for me. I'm like, that's not yeah. my thing either. Like,
1: so it just depends. And yeah, then like, you already have a life, life to work on. Exactly. Like, yeah. have somebody also with their life on top of that. Yes. <laughs> and, and then how do you know who's who? It's so it's, it just basically comes from conversation basically. It's like whenever you meet yeah, someone, yes. you're, you're fairly, uh, Hey, yes. it always comes yes. in, like the com- conversation and being, um, you know being community it's always come back communication to
3: yes yep. communication is so important i think in any i mean I, I, that seems so cliche but like i'm I, th- I think we've both been shocked by the lack of communication that we've seen just in in yeah. observation of other relationships homosexual heterosexual um and and that's really where the problems begin in in yeah. most relationships and i mean We've all been in a lot of relationships before. And I think that that the if one isn't communicating or one doesn't feel comfortable with sharing their viewpoints, their needs, it, the relationship will fail.
0: And I think that's kind of an overarching theme with all the couples mm-hmm. that we've interviewed on this show too, mm-hmm. the importance of communication. And even like in the themes that Julian, you and I have addressed in working out different problems, no matter what the problem is, it always seems to come back to the same Issue. Every time.
1: Yeah. I think it just comes back to you know when you're truly open and you really say what you want, what you need out of your partner, out of a relationship, like we're just all scared that our partners are going to be okay with it and we're going to lose them. So I think people just tend to not talk about it and and keep it inside and then it caused problem like 5, 6, 10 years down the line.
2: Well, and you know, there's something to be said about this open relationship too because internally we're told from a society standpoint that this is not right. That Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have one relationship with one Mm -hmm. person and that's it. Um, I think trying to break that that kind of mold is something that's hard to do too. Um, Yeah. It's very hard to do actually, because again, there's that little voice in your mind that's saying, well, this isn't right. You're not supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. This You know, you've always been told your entire life. And when you look at TV and movies there, you again, have one person Mm -hmm two or two people they are in a relationship and then that's yeah. it. There's no other, they don't talk a, about that.
0: So Do you find it's, it's a, a one,
1: you know, um, yeah. but I like, like you were saying, I always find like, I, I always feel like the traditional relationship of two people, like, you know, building a family together and all that stuff is slowly becoming outdated with today's society and how things work. Like it could work 50, 60 years ago when we had no means of communication, but now we're so connected to everybody. We have so much more, like we meet way more people than we used to. So I think it's harder to maintain this traditional unquote type of relationship. But then again, what's the right way to do it? Because personally me, I don't, I I, I don't see how I could be in a functioning open relationship either. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it seems like we need to get out of that traditional way of doing relationship and that everybody should talk and have their own way of doing it, you know, without judging how this couple's doing Mm -hmm. it versus this couple's, whatever works for you.
0: Like the idea of, so my parents have been together since they were 19 years old. And the idea of Mm -hmm. two people being together basically throughout their entire, I don't know, young adult life into into their senior and <laughs> middle age and then senior period. I don't know. I I, I feel like you're going to see a lot less and less of that. Of course. And, maybe it's the it's fact that we the and that people are more willing to talk about it.
1: But it's not yeah, because it's not the same as 60 years ago. And uh, I think I've already told you, uh, uh, Jen, there's like this Chris Rock bit where he says like, 10 years of marriage nowadays equals like 40 years back then because yeah. in the morning, like before you would get up in the morning, say bye to your wife, go to work, not talk for eight hours because you didn't have cell phones and all that stuff. And you come home, you spend time with her and then you start again. Now you leave your house and you're texting, Instagramming, TikTok, sending mm-hmm. you in constant control. So he was yeah. saying right. like, you're basically, your lifespan is shorter because you guys are constantly together. So you kind of run out of, Basically, feelings for one, each other faster, in a sense. You never miss the actual partner that you have.
0: But while I think there's more temptation now to be, I don't know, to, to explore other people in a relationship, I think that it was it's always been done. It's just something that hasn't been talked about as much and was a lot more secretive back then, maybe during our parents yeah. and grandparents' generation. I think cheating has been around since the beginning of time.
3: Oh, Mm -hmm. I think, I think clearly that has like cheating has been around. I mean, it isn't, it isn't a new concept and I not even like swinging, uh, is is a new, that is not a new concept. But like you said, it's, it's a little bit more acceptable today, but I, I, I don't think there isn't a place anymore for quote unquote, the traditional monogamous relationship between two people who build a family. Um, but mm-hmm. for some couples, that isn't sustainable. and for some couples, an open relationship isn't sustainable.
1: It's, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
0: it, I think I just think uh, that the, when, the concept of an open relationship is much more talked about now. So maybe people feel like there's mm-hmm. an outlet or an alternative uh, to to long term happiness that way
3: mm-hmm. agreed agreed and 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 like Julian said a few minutes ago, like apps we have so much more communication with other people than was possible even 20 years ago. Like, I mean, what were we doing? Sending like AIM instant messages on AOL? Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, So yes, we are so much more connected and there are so many more people to explore, for lack of a better term. Um, but I, I, I don't even pretend to think that like, the way that we conduct our relationship would work for everyone, or any other couple. Like every, yeah. every, every, like every couple is unique.
1: Yeah. So you found what works for you, basically, and, and that's that's just how you yes. do it. Yeah. Uh, within the within you're actually having uh, sex. Is that does that happen that throughout? Because I understand that sometimes you can be top and sometimes you can be bottom can you be both within the same act that same uh, session absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. look yeah uh yeah that that is
3: totally well,
2: yeah that, normal that's some, very normal yeah
3: yeah some men uh ascribe to one role versus the other um, I mean and, and a some are a few that, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A, versatile. It's called top or
2: yeah.
3: Yes, or versatile. <laughs> yeah, versatile. Uh, versatile you, it, right? is yeah. is some someone who's versatile, uh, both tops and bottoms.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, a flip would be topping and bottoming in the same yeah. in the same time. So is a, is
0: verse. Would you say verses are more rare than somebody no. who ascribes to top only, no. bottom?
2: only? No, I would say versatile is probably the most common. Yeah okay um, that they that they like to do both
3: yeah and, and, and it really just depends on the chemistry between however many people yeah. are, are 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 participating
0: mm-hmm.
3: so I, I i we've i've been in situations where i have topped and i have bottomed in the same like with the same person in the same two people what
0: what do you prefer bottom
3: it depends on who it is
0: Okay. Okay.
3: It depends on who it is. I, I sometimes I think as gay men, we get to have more fun because it isn't just one it's just, yeah. role. Like you, you,
1: yeah, you're not put in a box you, as much as as, no. uh, as, as 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 straight people. And uh, you know, I, it makes me. I want to know what they think about this whole. Uh, we we had a conversation last, well, on our last podcast, um, and it's about the fact that a, a woman can technically make out or hook up with a girl yeah. once. You know, and she's still considered straight. If that was just like a one-off, just because she was drunk, she had fun. Okay. But if uh, if a guy who's been dating girls his whole life now has a sexual encounter with another man, he's automatically no longer straight. Like it's like you 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 are gay right away because you had sex with another man. What do you guys think about that? Do you? Because I know, for example, my buddy that that person I was telling you in France was telling me that he would convert a lot of straight men with wives and kids, and you just like have one night's hookup with them.
3: That's 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 kind of a two pronged question. I think there are more men, especially like fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, uh, who were probably closeted or yeah. were bisexual. Uh, well, I guess you can be you can be closeted and bisexual. It doesn't. I mean, that's not mutually exclusive to homosexuality. Um, but uh, I think there were a lot more guys who were on the down low uh, several years ago. I think that sexuality is more fluid than any of us have ever really believed or accepted. And I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think that just because a guy hooks up with another guy gets a blow job or even ch- decides to try to bottom and, and wants the experience that doesn't make him gay any more than like, a drunken two, two, two women having a drunken makeout session or or a hookup makes them a lesbian. All right, so for you, it's the same.
2: Yeah, yeah, same I thing. Agree. Yeah, I agree. There's also an, you know, when we when you start talking about um, women women together and the men together society tends to not bat an eye when it comes to two women, it seems Mm -hmm. like as much when you're talking about two men. So I think there's also this kind of feeling that, well, if two women hook up, that's great, Mm -hmm. but if two men hook up, that's wrong. So Mm -hmm. they automatically assume that because he happened to either hook up or make out or whatever, whatever the sexual act happens to be that he's automatically gay. And, but I I think-
0: more acceptance or lesbian relations than gay relations in this in this country.
2: I've always felt that way. And that's yeah. just me. I mean, and I mean and I and I don't want to bring religion into it at all, but there if you look in the Bible it talks about two men specifically and never mentions two women mm-hmm. ever. So you can technically say that and that's usually what people a lot of people's arguments are in this case is the religion thing, but there is nothing that specifically talks about two women. It okay. only talks about two men. Mm-hmm. and i'll add on to that like how many
3: straight men get turned on by two women hooking up? yeah i mean yeah yeah, and,
2: yeah, yeah. Women. And this is a patriarchal society not a matriarchal <laughs> society so if yeah. it's if if a, if, a, if a man thinks it's okay for two women to make out then of course it's fine but not one of two men make out it's fine so
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah. That's, that's yeah. True. So I mean, you you were talking about like Bible references. I mean, back then, women women were considered property of men. Mm-hmm. So yes. yep. it's they we didn't have a choice either way. So the choice right. for a woman was just not even in the equation. Whereas choice for a man, yeah, like let's talk exactly. about it, you know?
2: yep. exactly.
0: Exactly. Why you saw those references, and it's true. Like, and Julian and I were talking about this in the last podcast too. Uh, the the idea of mainstream media tends to focus on gay men more so than lesbian women. Yes. Right as as almost caricatures of what a gay man oh is.
3: absolutely so absolutely
0: any piece of that is that offensive to you when you see say like a will and grace or a modern family or a Shit's creek um the way the gay people are portrayed
3: i th- i think you have to look at the time period in which something was was produced will and grace was i think i think it debuted in 1998. Yeah. We were, like gay men were just, and, and I was like 14, I was 14 years old in 1998. I was very confused, you know? Um, yeah. I was very confused. I, I was not out. I didn't think I was gay, even though I had urgings. But to see A successful gay man on television, regardless of the fact that he wasn't in a long-term relationship and dated, just dated other men and like never really had um, a long-term boyfriend was still fantastic to see. Today, I think we would criticize that a little bit more because he wasn't necessarily an accurate depiction of, of a gay relationship. But my God, back then it was, it was it was so Remember. important just yeah. to see a gay man who was an attorney who wasn't like, who wasn't like a oh, nice. a stripper or yeah. like a sales clerk, like at a, at, at a boutique. Like it was, yeah. he was a normal guy who happened to be gay. And I think they, they brought, and I'm just using Will and Grace as a, as a, as a touchstone because that was my generation, but I mean, and they, and then Jack as a character was a little bit more stereotypical of the era, of the comic relief and the the flitting from relationship to relationship. I think again today we would criticize that a little bit more, but but 24
1: years ago, yeah. that was amazing. it was already something. Yeah, I mean, this is where I think Schitt's Creek is kind of upping the bar, making it more yeah, accurate. Correct. You know, like something about Shits Creek is the the relationship that they these two have. Kent, like I was watching it. I was like, wow, I want that. You know, yeah, about, and so, so awesome. it, was like, it made it so universal, whether you're yeah. gay straight, yes. or whatever, yes. you saw the relationship they had and you're like, this is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And absolutely. And I think what I, I think what was so fantastic about Schitt's Creek is the characters were gay. They weren't the focus of the show. Yeah, they weren't. There were there were other characters like their relationship and David's sexuality was was never the focus of the show, and each character grew through through that through the course of that of that series. And I, I think it was fantastic. Now twenty years ago, after Will and Grace, just to, to to go back to that, it was fantastic to see two gay characters just having a relationship within a greater, w- w- within the greater um, arc of, of the series of the story. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just about, not about their sexuality. wasn't gay themed. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, and, I, and, and to answer your question, Jen, to kind of go back to it a little bit, I'm never really offended by portrayals of homosexual people, whether it be uh, male, female, whatever. But the only thing I, only time I don't really care for it is when it's used as shock value, yes. like okay. we're just going to do it just to have it. And I can't really think of like one off the top of my head. But actually, I can think of one. In the in the show Glee, there was a transsexual character, and I think the only reason the character was put in there was to shock people. Mm-hmm. Like it was to yes. be there just to have it, and like that's not right to me. Okay, yeah. You know to me like if you're going to do it you should do it right you should have the character they should have depth because gay people are no different really than straight people mm-hmm. except they like the same sex there is no difference we're all still human yeah. beings love is love so when you when you make it when you make it so that it's like let's I don't want to use the word celebrate because it should be celebrated. But when you make it, that, that's like the sole focus of the character is just yeah. to be there. It's too one dimensional. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it's too it's one dimensional. Very one
3: dimensional. Right. And it it didn't focus on, uh, and, and I can't remember. I didn't like, I stopped watching that show after a while. But I think it's important that any portrayal of any minority group, and I hate to use that term. Uh, for us as gay men. Uh, but it, it's important to show a character as human, as, as an entire human, and not, not a- just as one segment yes, of, of, of their, their yeah, life, you're more their personality. Than, you're more
2: than just a gay person. Mm-hmm. You are a human being. You are, you're a husband. You can be a father. You can be mm-hmm. a brother. You can be a son. I mean, it's just, it, there's so many different levels And your soul, your, your identity is more than just your sexuality. Mm -hmm. So, So, and when, and when, and when they just do that in particular, that's when I get a little offended.
0: So, so what do you think then about the new sex in the city reboot? Because (sighs) I, I, I asked, uh, we had a lesbian woman on the last Mm -hmm. podcast and she, she hasn't seen it. Uh, so she didn't really know, you know, what's, what to think. But you guys, I know, have seen it, or at least you have. Yes,
3: yes. Uh, you know, I I applaud the producers for trying to make the show more inclusive. Um, to some degree, every everyone is represented. I like that. The characters aren't necessarily fully fleshed out. They're not... Um, they're still a little bit one-dimensional but the fact that you have a the, the, the fact that they are portraying a 55 year old woman as questioning her her life and her marriage i think is kind of an important um it's kind of an important story to tell because there are a lot of people who go through their entire lives feeling that they are locked into a box and i'm not saying that the, i'm i'm not Saying that that character was always that way, and I know that that there is a lot of artistic license. I know that that storyline is is meant to be more inclusive of 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 a lot of minorities, but I think there are a lot of people who identify with that. I don't necessarily think that like the show is making great strides anywhere. I don't think it's it's culturally important. I don't I I, I don't think that, but I think it's important to show someone who's not 25 who is exploring their sexuality. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah it does. Because think he, about he how done. many people out there who, who are going through the same thing. The, mm-hmm, the OGs, right. the ones who, yeah. who have the closet themselves mm-hmm. for decades and decades, had yeah. families, had children. Yes. Because they were worried about what other people yes. might say or right. what society yes. would think. Yeah. Yes.
3: I mean, it's no different. I uh, What was the the show with Jane Fonda and, and um, Lily Tomlin where their husbands left them for them themselves. Yeah. But when when the husbands left their wives to be together, I think that was an inter- that, that was an important story to tell as well, because how many how many men, how many women felt that they were um, really shoehorned into a box and that's what they had to do and it was the right thing to do. and that was the acceptable way to live their lives. And we've reached a point in our society where some things are a little bit more, not a little bit, but are are just more acceptable and more um, part of our lives, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Not deviant. Yeah, I've, I've known you since we were twelve, and I I have seen. I mean, the efforts that you used to take to posit mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. I, I don't know how long that you've known or suspected that girls weren't your thing, but I know that you. Oh, been I, oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both yep. have.
3: I mean, we both spent a lot of time doing that and I think too that was a little bit of a different era and um, you know you it was still taboo and there was a certain path that one was supposed to follow and I spent a lot of time convincing myself that 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 would be okay And at one point, I I realized that that was never going to work for me, and there would always be something missing. And I'm a lot happier. (laughs) You know, this, you know, I mean, you knew me then, and you know me now. And yeah, listen, I've always known, known. yeah, not have talked
0: about it, but you know, when you would sing, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and and and. Well, Too bad we
2: didn't have iPhones then, question. right?
1: Because I would uh, love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have a I have a question. Something I don't mm-hmm. that I don't understand. If 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 a gay man is attracted to a man, technically yeah. that's what it is. You you yeah. like a man, and you know. Why are they gay men that behave, act, and sometimes dress like women? And what kind of what kind of if so? I'm confused by the idea of a man liking another man, but then liking a man that behaves and dresses like a woman. I th- is that, is I, that yeah, I, yeah, no, that no, no, no
3: I, I, right. t- I totally got where you're coming from, and th- th- there are a lot of um, there are a lot of different angles from which to approach that question. Yeah, um, there are men who enjoy drag shows. There are men who enjoy expressing themselves through through dance, through performance. And if that performance includes women's clothes, or drag shows. Um, I I think that's always been a part of the gay culture. And I think mm-hmm. uh it's important to represent that. We're not huge into drag shows. I mean, we enjoy them, yeah. but like we're not it isn't a priority for us as game, but men. outside of yeah. uh, as far as videos,
1: no. for example, because I yes. you know like you, you, we will see for example, in West Hollywood we could see a yes. guy who oh, is yeah. just every day wearing heels and a yes. dress and and acting in a way and I don't know if that's appropriate, to yes. say, but acting well, in a way that is very feminine, yeah. And and
3: and that that brings me to the next facet of this answer, um, that is less sexual and more gender specific. There are a lot of people who who don't feel that they are 100 male they don't feel that they're 100 female okay and though they may enjoy me- and i mean like let's let's be honest everybody's sexual proclivities are different and yeah. everybody has like some sort of weird kink that gets them off and there are some men who really who really enjoy feminine men and that's that's completely okay that's acceptable and is that as normal to you guys is that still considered gay oh yeah oh yeah and and i and and i, I again i, I think we, we we touched on this a little bit earlier sexuality is so much more yes, fluid than, yeah. yes of course than we accepted previously and i think gender identity is much more fluid than society accepted um uh e- even even five years ago and w- what what does it for me might not do it for somebody else what does it for jacob doesn't do it for me sometimes like in certain things uh but i but i think that you're asking really two different questions between sexuality and gender but i don't necessarily think it changes one second one's sexuality to be attracted to a more feminine male or a man who who likes to wear women's clothing or yeah. wears makeup um
2: they're, they're not, gender and sexual sexuality, sexuality are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. So yeah. When, when we're talking about, you know, again, like Matt was saying that when you're, when you're into one thing or into another, typically um, when you're talking about if you're a man and you're attracted to feminine men who dress up, that's a, it's typically a type of kink that we, mm-hmm. we usually call, no. obviously no. Um, it's not for me. It's not my thing. If I want to be with a man, I want to be with a man. If I want to be with a woman, I would be with a woman. So that's just, that's just yeah. me. Um, but, but
3: that's not know. necessarily to imply that someone is bisexual. Oh, no. is in, like like a gay, gay man, man who's into like yeah. fem, uh, like a femme guy, like, right.
1: Yeah, it just might be. Just what the it comes back to what you were saying, which is it's not one-dimensional. Like there's not mm-hmm. one specific type oh, of there, a yeah. relationship, and there's not one relation, one specific well, type. Yeah. this. like everybody has their own. It's a little yeah, bit more fluid than than that way of uh, of thinking. Yeah, there,
2: there's no one-size-fits-all in any of this. You know? Yeah, I mean, when, when we're talking about anything, when we're talking about sex, sexuality, gender, relationships, there is never a one-size-fits-all. Um, everything is unique. And what works for one person may not work for the next. What works for one couple may not work for the next. So, and,
3: and let, let me add to that that I feel like it's a little bit freer uh, as a gay man to explore those sorts of of diff- different. I think it's just, I think that because there wasn't always because this is non traditional in an in an old fashioned yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Our relationship is non-traditional, which I think is changing and evolving. And I that's fantastic. But I think that I think that homosexual relationships have, have always been different because there wasn't a standard, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. There was never a standard there. There wasn't Ozzy and Harriet coming home to a three-bedroom colonial with 2.5 children in the gay world. And and you know, you go back even farther. There are so many people from the generations, the, the the two generations preceding us, of the of gay men who who, who aren't here, and that's yeah. a completely different topic. But because of the AIDS crisis, and I think we've had to figure out really what our relationship looked like. Like we're not interested in having kids. The closest I'm ever going to have to to the closest we're ever going to get to having kids is your child. Um, <laughs> And we will spoil him, but Best I don't, I'll, I'll burp him occasionally and I'll feed him. And when he gets older, we'll spoil him to death. But like, we don't, we're not going to have children. And, it's just you know, us. we live together. We own a home together. We will get married at some point, but we haven't like felt the need to do that. So where I'm headed with all of this in like a Rose Island on the Golden Girls St. Olive story <sighs> is that there gay men and i i can't speak for lesbians or but for many gay people you figured out what your relationship is through yeah. trial and error mm-hmm.
1: and like yeah
2: i like.
3: mean it's not any different but i guess what i'm saying is that we've had more freedom to decide what our what our life is going to look
1: yeah, like. yeah it's so much more freedom it's true that relationship like heterosexual relationship there's this Somewhat of a standard-ish type of relationship you're supposed to have, and if you don't have it, it's kind of like something's wrong, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like like uh, for some reason that's the only example. But like when you're in a in a relationship, you're moving in with someone. Uh, I'm, I just saw a TikTok yesterday about this couple talking about how they had uh, two separate bedrooms. They like mostly during the week that couple never slept together in the same bed because they had different schedule. They were working, but yet again to a standard relationship if you do that in your relationship as a heterosexual most people think oh something's wrong with them they're there not are gonna problems. you know there's problems but it's yes. not it's not it's just what works for them but for some reason there's like this standard that we have to like well yes. everybody's doing it this way we have to do it this way so i can yeah. see how it's so much more freeing when you don't have the standards it's yes. whatever works for you yes so
0: that you could, you could almost look at gay relationships as the the pioneering kind of you know dynamic like yeah. like in other words, things are, have not been traditional for most gay couples from the the get go. Yeah. So they they've had the freedom of choosing what mm-hmm. works for them, yeah. and maybe yes. what works for them would work for heterosexual couples too, if given those that the lack of right. Yeah.
3: Yes, and I I mean, but I, you know, I I, I think it, it comes down, and th- this seems to be an overarching theme with your podcast and and with with our discussion in general today is how important communication is and expressing one's needs one and, and, and what makes one feel safe. Mm -hmm. So I mean, look, that's, that's, that's universal.
1: It's, um, my, my girlfriend doesn't like when I go into these like reflections, but from <laughs> what I've seen around me and all the relationships I've seen around me, both my parents not being together, cheating each other, my cousins, they were married, it didn't work out. And then they got different partners. My mom now being single and being with a boyfriend, it's not working and, and, and all that stuff. I, I, I often find myself questioning if we're doing relationship, right. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if like. I've I've yet to see I've seen more couples fail than succeed. Now doesn't that doesn't mean I'm not striving to have a successful relationship? And if I can have, and I wish I have, I hope I have a monogamous relationship that that I have the kids and the whole thing. But I I do as I get older question more and more. Like why is it not working for all these people? And then you have once in a while these couples that've been together like at my age, they've been together say we're eighteen and they have three kids and everything's great. And that's they don't yeah. see themselves being. But seeing how so much of these relationships fail and how unhappy these people are and how they are, you know, you're here. Some guys, I'll make a joke. It's like, oh my God, don't get married. That's yeah. a joke. He's married. So yeah, be, yeah. Oh, married, bro. Yes. It's like, well, that kind of scares me a little bit. Like, why? It's supposed to be the best thing ever, but it seems like it's not working.
3: So- I, think,
1: I, I, I
3: think, you know, like if, if we go back into like our, our parents generation my parents were both married to other people and didn't have children before they married each other mm-hmm. um they i i mean they've been what am my 37 they all have been married 39 years and that's great uh but they both were divorced and they were in their 30s when they married each other and and had had me and my sister uh but i i i I don't think that either of their marriage, either of their first marriages, would have survived. Um, I don't think that there's a lot that's different aside from like our ability to communicate with one another, and and not necessarily relationship communication, but just like Julian said earlier in the in in the conversation, that we have more ways to contact each other during the day. There's there we're always able to be reached. Um, Yeah. So I and there's always a way to look at somebody's phone or or a way to monitor someone's actions. Um, And I think that's a sign, like if if you don't trust your 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 significant other enough to let them have their things to themselves, that's a sign of a problem. And I think that goes into Mm -hmm. even. and, And so if you go back in like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, Couples of any sort, I, I think, just felt that they had to be together. You didn't get divorced, you yeah. didn't separate. Divorce
2: was very taboo.
3: Or you did, and you didn't maybe reflect on why it didn't work out. And it, I mean, it's always a, two, it's always bi-directional. It's always, it's it, it's never one person's failure. Yeah, you know, I I think it's important to say that like relationships are are bi-directional. They are a two-way street, and I think maybe one of the great things about living in, in the time period in which we do is that reflection is more important and is, is, is play is given a, is, is given a, a, a higher precedence than it used to. And it well, isn't and just, I, I oh, yeah, too, sorry, I'm um, rambling.
2: When you, when you talk about that, you're reflecting on it and then you see these failed relationships, there's a lot of people who don't reflect at all. Mm-hmm. And then, disaster happens so it's yeah. a good thing i mean it's probably it's probably not a bad thing that you're reflecting or that you even think about it that mm-hmm. you know you're you're going to be cautious if you have not seen a healthy relationship then it's probably a good thing that you're not rushing into one um because it could
1: crash and burn yeah. not that it's going yeah, to no, of course and it could oh, so it's a good
0: question it's good to question it and it's yeah. good to- you know, rethink. Has,
1: You know, the, the counter argument to that is, OK, well, you kind of attract what you're thinking. So like if mm-hmm. you are questioning all of this and you're not really like basically if you believe that you will have a monogamous long distance relationship with kids and it's going to work out, you know, it might work better than if you're in it and you're constantly thinking, oh, well, I wonder if that's the right way of doing it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So I understand both point of view in a sense. It's healthy to question it, but then you questioning it also makes you look like that's not what you're looking for or that you're like, "Eh, I don't know if if I'm halfway in. And then if you're not questioning it, then it's like, how can you not question considering everything's going on? But, oh, you're not questioning it. So you're actually more success. You're more likely to be successful in it. Right.
3: Yes. and And I think there's a certain level of emotional maturity to make a successful relationship. I met Jake when I was almost 30 years old, and had we met when I was like 25, we wouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that—that's nothing about him. That's because I was, yeah, emotionally immature, and I was very—I uh, mean, I guess I'm still a little bit self-absorbed. Um, <laughs> but I—I've I, I, learned. I see a
2: Jen smile. <laughs> yeah. We both shared a look right
3: then. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I I think that I had experienced enough and had thought about those those things like like what I'd, I I want to say been through. It wasn't like it was like some sort of like track, but like all of the experiences that I that that I'd, I'd had shaped me into the person I was, where I was open to having a relationship. And then I'm not sure you know this, Jen, but several years ago when you were um, back in town. Yeah. For a period of time.
0: (laughs) After my divorce, when I went to the, okay.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I, you and I were six or seven months into our relationship and I really liked him and he really liked me. And, but I was like, Ooh, this is not fun territory. And I took a step back and he came to my house and was like, listen, you either date me or you don't, you're either with me or you're not. Do you remember that?
0: I remember that conversation that you guys had. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was like a, sort of and, an ultimate. I, but I think it's, it, it was like I, a moment well, for you.
3: It was. It was. And, I, and th- this is in no way like like I'm not, th- this isn't any sort of blame. But what it was was another perspective for me that I was perhaps thinking a little bit too much about the negatives and ignoring the fact that we had a really good thing going on.
0: And also like got you out of your own way
3: yes ab- absolutely I, I have you've known me for so long
0: if like just and jump I, and i'm
1: trying
2: that's that's me is i mean i yeah. overanalyze too so i, I totally get yeah. that but i'm also very black or white and i'm also very short so if i want an answer when i want when i want it so that's, and yeah. that's,
0: that's why you guys work that's yeah. why you're, able yep.
2: to it's
0: a- you're the yin and the yang yeah both of you are like that we wouldn't be here right now
2: that's true hmm.
1: Yeah. No, we we would absolutely not. Yeah, great. All right. Well, we'll let you guys go to uh your mimosas. Yeah. 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 Enjoy. The time. Well,
2: thank
3: you guys very much. Um, yeah. Thanks
2: for having us. This was for, this has been
3: fun. You. Yeah.
1: I'm uh, not going to listen to my own voice when it. when it's released. Oh, I am. I'm ready to.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> fun myself. when we can
1: have open conversations like that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, oh yeah. It's, you know.
2: Yeah
3: it is do we have it, julian do you have any questions about jen before we leave that that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that that i might be able to answer
1: uh honestly i don't okay i don't you I not, know, like, opportunity to, you know, here oh, to oh, like it's... ask anything i'm gonna be a nice co-hosts and just not uh, because yeah. he is a respectful colleague <laughs> well i want this podcast relationship to work so i will not.
0: maybe maybe the one big thing that i can remember from was it high school or middle school we were in spanish class together
1: and you and did all the spanish
3: homework
0: i sat, <laughs> sat right behind me and you would you would unhook my Oh, i totally
3: and- did i yeah. totally did that <laughs>
0: So I would literally have you to would have
3: to walk to the room, bathroom in
0: front of everybody and like hold myself like this. Like, yes. oh, Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: You still do that? <laughs> I'm still a, like I was a child, and I'm still a child. For, like, for like, like
0: years, You sure do know how to take off a bra very quickly.
2: He I mean, does. I he does. It, 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 was, it was part
3: of the experience. I learned how to do that. <laughs> um, But but I mean I think I I don't know we. We have a we had fun.
0: We had fun. We also we were we were each other's biggest bullies though, I would say. Ooh, in, in high we, school. Yeah. we were nasty to each other. We were really we nasty. Yeah. cried Probably more than anybody else maybe cry in high school. Oh. So I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You're a, a grade A asshole, but <laughs> you obviously have your redeeming qualities. So Or we wouldn't Some be
3: sitting qualities. here today. Or we
0: wouldn't be sitting here today at thirty seven years old, having met at twelve. Ew. Ew. 25
2: years. Yeah, You've known each other years. for a quarter of a century.
3: We're we're old, <laughs> but thank you guys for having yes, us. Thank on you. And yeah, I, thanks
2: for coming on. I,
3: I we enjoy listening to you guys. Yeah, so we do. thank you.
2: Best. Thank you. Best.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I'm glad I actually asked that question because um that that guy that I was friends with, I'm still friends with back when my G star day, he would always say that. Uh, for him, the gay guys that dressed act like girls and yeah. I'm using his words were freaks. And that's not what he was into for him. It was like, um, I like men. I want a manly man, like a guy that's like, you know, a, a real man. That's what he wanted. And I was like, okay, so that makes sense. If, if you were into men, that's what you want. I mean,
0: sure, so. but that's, uh, that's I wouldn't say that's the general. Norm. No, that's
1: in general. But again, like we, we were, it was like, what, 15 years ago, all this yeah. stuff. So I think the gender fluidity that they're talking about now is, is so like everything is so much fluid, so much more fluid, you know, so much more
0: everything. fluid, but also like so much more talked about and yeah. in the open and part of like the public discord now. And I, it's going to be interesting to see where we stand with like sexuality and, and gender and and, you know, the, what, what it means to be in a relationship or even the concept of yeah. marriage, where that's all going to be like decades from now. I know.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I have a. I don't know what, but I'm. I'm like convinced that fifty to hundred years from now, if we're not all dead because of some catastrophe, um, that there won't be any more gay, lesbian, heterosexual. It's just like you're with whoever you are, and then you can... Yeah. Like there's not
0: be like black, white. You know, I think everyone's just going to be. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be labels for much of anything.
1: You think there's not going to be any more black and white people?
0: I mean, I don't think that we're going to be labeling them as such. Um, God, I know so many mixed. I mean, like, I feel like I maybe even maybe in, in media or whatever, but I just feel like it's, it's just become more of a melting pot now than it ever yes. has been before. You know, it's not so homogenous. So
1: it's, it's, yeah. it's it's still interesting. This whole thing. I, I really want you to get us that love anthropologists so they can ask questions about it, So we can ask questions about all this, mm-hmm. you know, the evolution of love and how relationships have evolved throughout the years. And, and if there's a show, because that would be, I think so helpful in understanding where we're at. Yep. You know, all
0: right. well, so, yeah. Yes, I guess that concludes uh, this episode. Yeah, but I I, I feel like it was even though even though I've known Matt for decades now, um, he's super insightful, um, and I love Jacob, uh, and I love them together. And I I, listen like we don't have enough of these conversations. Oh,
1: um, I see that it works for them. It works. Yeah, it's another example of. You have your own relationship. Do what works for you both. And don't like
0: happiness and their own avenues for happiness.
1: Don't like, don't compare yourself to this other couple that's doing a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Great. So we will see you guys uh, next week. Bye. All right. Have a good week. Ahura Media Production.